Christmas Eve. Woo! I know everyone still has things going on. If you don't have presents to buy or things to decorate or things to do, we can, I'm sure there are people here who could help you find some things to do. We all have plenty on our plates, so I'm going to keep it short this morning and focus on one subject, the Magnificat, Mary's song, one of the greatest songs of all time. We don't know how it sounded when Mary sang it, but we know it's got some incredible lyrics, starting with that first line, my soul magnifies the Lord. That is exactly how I felt on Monday as the skies cleared and I drove my children past the police barricade back to our home after a week and a half away. My soul magnifies the Lord. When I was a kid, I was a sucker for all things magnifying. Binoculars, microscopes, telescopes, camera lenses, copying machines, and, of course, the good old-fashioned magnifying lens with which I burned a lot of Oakleys. I love how exciting it is for a child to see things in a new way. You'd think it, it would be adults who would freak out oh, about magnification. Like, oh my gosh, look, we can see things differently. <laughs> but we're too jaded for that. Children want to discover, to investigate, to notice. Remember how we started this Advent season talking about noticing? Do you remember? Noticing in its importance in the seasonal practices of waiting and hoping. Ellen Langer told us about the mindful art of noticing and its power to bring us back to the present and assuage the stress of longing. In her song, Mary understands this power of presence. She immediately accepts this mysterious thing that God is doing in and through her for exactly what it is, which we still don't understand. She accepts the weirdness of everything that is going on and believes that the work of God is already done. Do you see that? I have a good friend, a priest friend um, named Phil, who's in Cincinnati. At the beginning of Advent, he posted a simple statement on Instagram that said, Mary Did You Know is the worst Christmas song ever. Hashtag the Magnificat. Yes, that is how dorky we priests are. <laughs> Throughout this last year, Phil has posted hundreds of comments about, of outrage about the Trump administration, the horrors of the sex scandals on the inspiring rise of feminine voice and the hashtag Me Too movement. However, it was this post that spurred the greatest response. He received something like 400 comments on that simple post most of which had nothing to do with elevating Mary, the feminist cause, or things of that nature. People just 
either seem to love that song or hate it. If you don't know it, don't worry about it. <laughs> Everyone has their own Christmas carol they'd love to see erased from the canon. <laughs> my, Hunter, my buddy Hunter hated the song Little Drummer Boy. Maybe for you it's Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Whatever it is, for Phil it's this one. The gist, if you haven't heard it, the gist is this. It's asked the question, did Mary know who Jesus would be? What would happen to him? And Phil's point is this. Mary did know. She might not have known the details of what would happen to her son, but she knew the grace from which he came. She knew God. Her familiarity with the divine is evident in her simple response, Here I am, let it be with me according to your word. Here I am. In this world of mindfulness, in that art of noticing, this simple statement is foundational in developing awareness. Awareness that keeps us grounded in the present, both physically and temporally. But the statement here is so much more than that. Come on in. Come on in. We have coffee and, and donuts and some things over there if you need them. But come on in. <laughs> this statement is much more just than that mindful awareness of being where you are. It is the statement of faith in the Hebrew Bible. When God appears to leaders of the faith in the Old Testament, those future leaders, people who have yet to do anything in the faith, almost always responded with this phrase, Here I am. Abraham with Isaac. Isaac before his blessing with Jacob. Moses at the burning bush. Rabbi Eli Kunfer points out, whenever God spoke to Moses saying, Moshe, Moshe, Moshe always responded, he named me. This phrase, here I am. You guys might remember that phrase, he named me, from Leonard Cohen's last song, really, to hit uh, the scene. He named me, it was his little refrain in there. A poignant uh, moment in his life right before he passed. There are two ways to say I am here in Hebrew. There's the roll call answer of just responding, which is po'ani, and then there's alternative, hineni, which is indicative of intimacy, trust, and preparedness. It can also mean here I stand, as in I stand here ready to respond. Here, at the start of the New Testament, a new movement, the Jesus movement, the phrase appears again, but this time it comes from the mouth of a woman. A young woman. While we are a long ways from realizing the equality of women's rights in our times, it's difficult to imagine the utter marginalization of women in antiquity. Note, they were not allowed to have property or wealth unless somebody basically died. 
And even then, it was difficult to maintain it. In that contrast, it is powerful to hear the phrase, hine ni, here I am, in the mouth of a woman, from the mouth of a young woman with no renown or status. That word, that phrase, identifies her as a leader. It's such a simple phrase, but we see it transforming the world. It's that statement that is spreading in the hashtag MeToo movement. The power of saying, here I am. I will not cower in the darkness. I will not be forgotten. I will not be turned away. He nay me. Here I stand. Mary is the picture of that strength. Let it be with me according to your word. So I love the Beatles. I love them. I've heard them so much that I can't really listen to them very much anymore. <laughs> there are some extreme cases where I do put them on. Um, my kids and I will put on the, we have an, have like an old Beatles vinyl record, record from the early, early stuff. Um, and my kids will like dance around like total lunatics to that. <laughs> to like, she loves you. Yeah, they love it. Um, on my 33rd birthday, when I was on a bi my bicycle trip, I spent the night vomiting in uh, a Catholic worker house in Mobile, Alabama. And I woke up uh, and I had to bike the ne next day, bike only like 45 miles or something, but uh, it was pouring rain and a thunderstorm and I'd been throwing up all night. <laughs> Happy birthday. Um, so, uh, but when the rain stopped, uh, <laughs> I was able to dig deep and put on Abbey Road for the first time in just years and years and years. The, when I'm really needed, that's the kind of music that hits me. I've heard criticisms of McCartney's classic ballad, Let It Be, as a statement of passivity, a statement of the unengaged or uninspired witness to history. People contrast McCartney with the brashness of Lennon and Harrison McCartney seemed to be giving in to the powers that be. But McCartney's song, like the Magnificat, is not a song of weak fidelity. It is an embrace of God's kingdom made real among us. Mary's Magnificat says it more clearly. Mary immediately links the coming of Christ with economic justice. Do you see that? with the restitution of those who suffer. It tells a tale of power in the margins, a tale of powerful women. Mary and Elizabeth. That's the context of that song. Pregnant Mary treks down to the Judean hill country to see her pregnant cousin Elizabeth. This is a special moment in the Bible for me. As many of you know, my wife's name is Mary Beth, Mary Elizabeth. As a midwife, her name is magically linked to this moment when two powerful women meet as sisters, pregnant against all odds. This scene drips with life, danger, hope, fulfillment, and feminine power. It is two women who redirect history. 
The Magnificat is a song of two women participating fully in the greatest mystery of our being. It is women who remind us the power of God made real among us, women who know what it means to labor, women who understand the postpartum grace, women, the ones who bring life into the world, shouting like the creator in the throes of childbirth. Let it be. Amen.